today. Federal officers will withdraw from Portland. They have struck a deal with the state. Did Politico accidentally leak Joe Biden's vice presidential pick and over 100 police agencies will pull out of working at the Democratic National Convention. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, who wore his finest Sunday outfit just for me. Yes. Only you get this treatment, Sarah. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Your wife is so lucky. Uh, and proud. <laughs> also joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July. Thank you for being here. Of course, of course. I like your hat, by the way. Uh-huh. I don't think I've seen that one. No, I think this is like, you know, I got like 50 of them. So. I, yeah, I know, every time. Uh, yeah, I kind of try, you know, pull out something out the head, you never know. Yeah. No, I like it. You got to keep us on our toes yeah, over here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So headlines of the day. Um, the White House and Oregon have made a deal. So the Department of Homeland Security Acting Secretary Chad Wolf confirmed today that they have struck a deal with Oregon uh, and the governor there to withdraw federal officers from Portland only if the state steps up efforts to uh, squash the riots in the city. He did say that additional Oregon State police will be ordered to protect the courthouses that are under assault right now. Uh, And federal officers will begin leaving the city tomorrow. But again, only if they are assured that the state has taken adequate steps to quell the violence, which... Honestly, I think is a big if because so far up to this point, the state has not seemed interested or at least the city. No one surrounding the Portland area has seemed interested in uh, stopping any violence, any of this uh, rioting and unrest. Jason? Yeah, I like the I like the addition you put on there because that wasn't known at first. The first on the first reporting, it was from this like douchey tweet, I think, from the governor that was like, yeah, they're they're occupying the land. So we made a deal for them to get out, which right. was not. So I, I think this is funny because what the uh, the acting home uh, is it Homeland Security uh, acting, yeah, Homeland acting Security? Sec- secretary. Yeah. yeah. Um, what he said was basically how it's supposed to work anyway. Mm-hmm. So they made an agreement to operate the way it's supposed to operate anyway. <laughs> so this is the thing, and this is hilarious. If you don't like big government, it goes down to the individual. The individuals in these cases are these all these rioters. Okay, they've pretty much invited all of this police uh, police activity to mm-hmm. come to because when you act like an idiot, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it goes to the city. Then the city can't handle it. Then it goes to the state. And when the state refuses to deal with it, then it goes to the feds. That's how America works. Now, you've invited the feds to come down by being unwilling to deal with this on your own. You did it. You did it to yourself. Right. So to go to your point, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen because unless they have a change of heart, which would require them to agree, which no Democrat has been able to do, that there is rioting going on in some of these areas. Right. Not in all the areas, but in some of them. So you do need federal uh, police guarding one of their buildings if the city won't take care of it. Mm -hmm. You just have to. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where it goes from here. It sounds like stalemate to me, and we're just going to continue with what's happening. Yeah, what do you think, Eric? Yeah, that stipulation is what's interesting about it all is that, you know, it depends on if they they can get things under control is going to determine whether or not they— uh, they remove themselves or they leave. So what happens is a lot of posturing going on between cities, you know, local governments, certainly the state government. 
because they want to make it seem like it's not as bad as what it is. They want to make it seem as if what's happening is not happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that in itself has created the problem that you have right there is because instead of actually addressing it and there's nothing wrong with it saying, okay, yes, there are some bad actors that are destroying other people's property, uh, committing arson, stuff like that are actual property rights violations. Like no matter where you're at on the on the political spectrum, you'd have to agree with that. And instead of actually addressing it, acknowledging that it exists, what they've done a lot of, and it's not just with Portland, it's with some of the other cities, Seattle, we saw this as well, where it's like, well, there's nothing really going on. It's a myth. These people, these, I, I don't know why they are so hell bent on just simply not acknowledging that what's taking place is actually taking place. Because what this is why I've asked a question and I haven't seen really any local journalists take this up and ask the people that are within those areas how they actually feel about what's going on, about their local governments, about their state governments, and do they feel like protected and, and stuff like that, or what more so would they think should happen. You mean ask the people who are not rioting? Obviously, not, yeah, obviously the people. Yeah, the people that are not rioting. Just because I think they're. That's why it's not as black and black and white. Because I know there are some people that are like, "Hey, help us here. Uh, this is like uh, I don't feel safe going to work. I have to pass through this going to work." And I would love to hear more so from them so we can actually address the issues. But there's a lot of posturing going on mm -hmm. between these different agencies when it comes to state governments, local governments, uh, you know, federal government. And everybody's like, oh, this is happening. No, this isn't happening. Get out. Like, And it's not like let's not pretend like these local governments or the state governments care about like decentralization or anything like that. That's not what they care about. This is more so, okay, Trump is, you know, sort of ha heading this and they don't want him involved in it. And that's really it. Yeah, yeah I, I could, I differ from a lot of people. I, I even like when T Tucker Carlson got really popular for a little bit when he was saying, look, stop tweeting about it, send in the troops. Mm -hmm. And I think I differed a lot on that stance, because I don't think your first reaction should be send in the troops. Absolutely. It absolutely should not. It, it should be, look, and I think Attorney General Barr said this yesterday when he was getting grilled. Absolutely. Are Which we talking wanna, about that yeah, today? I, well, I wanted to ask you Good. Uh, about it. I saw, that, I saw that you were on it, and I was like, I'm going to ask Jason a, a little bit about that tomorrow. Um, but but we, we saw it a little bit there, but you've also seen it from the Trump administration. Now, do I believe this is coming from Trump? No, I do not. I think the people around him are saying this. Yeah. But they're saying, look, this is, the, again, the way the country works is it starts, it's the responsibility of the people at the lowest level. That's always where it goes. Yes, you sh there is a point where you send in the troops, but only like, Portland got to that point. Because okay. because the state you don't disagree do with Trump's decision. Oh no, you no, just no, disagreed with people who were encouraging him to do it too soon. Right. Okay. Like that should never be the first option. Yeah. And if if a Democrat would have said that, we would have raised holy hell. Absolutely, Absolutely would have. Mm -hmm. So no, you have to keep it at that level. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the uh, the hearings yesterday, so as of the time of yesterday's taping, we came out and there were a little bit of fireworks that happened uh, after the fact, of course, after we finished taping and a, a couple uh, video clips of, you know, Bill Barr being cut off all day long. He was asked questions that he couldn't answer. But what I found so incredibly interesting, Jason, was the the way that they tried to frame other actual protests that were perhaps peaceful protests, the way that they tried to compare <laughs> what's going on in Portland. And they said, well, you know, the, the administration didn't send anyone into Michigan. 
and they didn't, you know, to all of these protests where other people were protesting, but they send them into Portland and into these other places. What do you, I, yeah, and, and they this big grandstanding about, you know, well, why the difference? Oh, is this just because this is a Black Lives Matter thing and you're God. racist? And it's like, no, it's because they're throwing Molotov cocktails at the police. I've never seen what happened yesterday. I think Kavanaugh was close, but I think that this actually put it to shame. They had, I think, I, per, I think they had nothing. No, I know this. They had nothing on bar. No. They had nothing. Nothing. So they didn't want him to answer. Yeah. Literally, if you think he's a liar, you let him lie right. under oath right. in front of Congress. Yeah. You let him do that, but they would not do it because they had nothing. They just wanted their little soundbite on MSNBC or CNN. That's all they wanted. It was, you talk about the videos. Mm-hmm. The first one, Jim Jordan teed up, and it was all of the riots and stuff. Right. Obviously, that's where you send in the, the, you know, people to, to, you know, to, to break that up, to stop mm-hmm. it. Then there was another congressman, I can't remember who it was, that showed another, like, oh, no, they're all peaceful. And he showed peaceful protests, which actually looked kind of beautiful. Really, I, I, I thought, too. They were singing. You know, there was a lot of cool stuff on it. But what did you not see? You didn't see tear gas. You didn't see police. They, they didn't send the troops. To, and that's the whole point he was trying to make. Right. The riots re- require a response. What you and you and they refuse to acknowledge that. Yeah, they, they will not acknowledge that some of these are riots. Right. I, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's like we're not stupid. Yeah, we, we know when there's riots and when there's we have our own guys there. Like Elijah obviously yes, is there yes. and we, we see the tape. I don't know how they are missing that. And even other some of my other fellow libertarians, I've had to like put it in their face. Like, don't sit here and tell me that all of them are peaceful or, or even pretend like this isn't going down. It absolutely is going down. And we don't have to like two things can be true. Right. Yeah. We can say that there are people that are protesting more peacefully while also there are bad actors. But for whatever reason, we're dealing with a situation where people want to take either one side or the other instead of actually addressing the simple fact that yes there are bad actors there are bad actors nothing wrong with saying there's nothing wrong with saying that there are individuals that have that are using this as an opportunity we saw this with the riding uh post george floyd as well that there are people that will that will be opportunistic and they would just use this as an opportunity yes they may chant a slogan or two but generally, they're just going to use this as an opportunity to mess things up. I have something else that I like to say, but we're on TV, so I'm not going to say it. But they'll use things to mess things. They'll use this as an opportunity to mess things up. And that's what they want to do. And we should just call it for what it is, because only then can we actually get to a true and honest solution. We have to acknowledge what's taking place is taking place instead of acting completely oblivious to what, you know, just seeing what we more so want to see instead of what is. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who maybe, maybe you missed the here because you had better things to do, like, I don't know, watch paint dry. Uh, Here's a little bit of Bill Barr. You know, we we alluded to it earlier. Bill Barr, just the Democrats would ask him a question and then just completely cut him off and not let him answer. Watch. Reclaiming my time. Yeah, I'm answering your question. You got to let him answer. Reclaiming my time. (laughs) On February 10th. Sir. On February 10th, I directed. Reclaiming my time, sir. (laughs) Reclaiming my time. And I know you don't want to answer. You're well, wrong, trying. Mr. Attorney General. That was, he's found the investigation he had been no initiated evidence. properly. He said he found a Reclaiming no my time without political bias. He said he and found And in no April, evidence. reclaiming my time, That's reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. Without, without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. When, when people resist you, law enforcement, they're not peaceful. Reclaiming my time. I'm surprised at your lack of respect. Oh, gentleman does not have the time. I don't want the time. I just want I want the attorney general to be able to have enough time to respond to accusations and questions. Ask him and you guys not cut him off. 
What you want is irrelevant. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I, my favorite's the reclaiming my time without political bias. <laughs> really? <sighs> really? So for what possible reason could you have to not let the man answer a single freaking question? Jason, very quickly. They didn't want... Reclaiming my time. Oh, dang it. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Go ahead. They they didn't want answers from him. All they wanted was a soundbite. They wanted to yell and scream at the man. That's it. And he did have an answer for every single thing. He Mm -hmm. did did have. Mm -hmm. But they did not want to hear that. It was absolutely... At one point, they, they, they had no substance. So they started arguing about drinking coffee. Do you see that one? Yes. He was like, I can't sip a c- cup of coffee. No, you cannot. And yeah. then he, he slammed the gavel. Yeah. And there was something other. Did you see at the end uh, when he asked for a five-minute break? And yeah. he was told no. Yeah, he goes, can I have a five-minute break? You know, he's like, no. I was like, are you kidding me? And then Jim Jordan jumped has, all over him. He I was has like, like a bathroom issue. That's right. I, I love that government is not effective and doesn't work. I love that. Yeah, I know yeah, you love that too. Well, that's why I wanted that's why I wanted <laughs> yeah. to know cuz I mean, Jason, I you're like a little less libertarian uh, anarcho-capitalist <laughs> as, as our friend Eric here is. So, I know I know your stance, but I am curious. Yeah. What you, I mean, I assume you had better things to do. You're not like this nerd. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. The whole thing, but I'm sure you saw the highlights. Oh, of course. So what, so what do you think the the average libertarian's takeaway is from watching that S show? Well, yeah, it's just that. (laughs) It is a show. Um, And that's what a lot of, when you look at Congress, definitely when it, when it, when you separate it from the D's next to the R's and more so they just want to yell and shout at each other. And and half the time it is for sound bites, because honestly, they know definitely on the Democrat side that their supporters are stupid. Let's, let's call it what it is. And that's enough. A sound bite is enough. Something that can go fit in a tweet is enough. Them saying this is enough. It's not ever about actually a solution or even an honest answer to any of the questions. So even even the libertarians who you were talking about, who you have to like shove it in their face. <laughs> hey, guys, this is this violence is really happening. Do you think even they could look at that circus and say, OK, the Democrats are turning this into a circus? Well, I would hope that they look at that and see that. I mean, but some of them, again, this day, they, they have the same issue as some of the guys on the other side is that they only see what they want to see. And Unfortunately, a lot of my fellow libertarians walk around like sad puppy dogs trying to attach themselves to different movements um, and like uh, slogans and so forth because they like, oh, they'll embrace our ideas if we kiss their behind. Mm -hmm. And it's never worked like that historically. And I would wish that we become leaders and say, okay, offer an actual solution and lead with that. We don't have to attach ourselves to anybody else's movements. That is a crap show. Let's call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of sad puppy dogs, your puppy dog is probably sad if you're not giving them rough greens thanks to our sponsor rough greens this segment uh, rough greens is what you like to give your dog if you actually care about your dog if your dog is a member of your family which it should be because we live here in the United States we're not like in Wuhan China so rough greens uh, it helps if you get if you give the dry dog food it doesn't matter I used to give the like the most expensive dry dog food out there and I was like I'm giving my dog the best that you could possibly give your dog. My dog is super healthy. You don't have to worry about that. Not realizing that if it's dry dog food, they've actually already killed all of the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the probiotics, the omega oils. There's nothing living in that food still so that they can give it a long shelf life. So your dog isn't actually getting the nutrients that it needs to thrive and truly be healthy and live its best life. So that's where Rough Greens comes in. It is a dog food supplement. You sprinkle it on top of the dog's food and it puts all of those things back 
back into their diet and it will promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. Also, your dog is going to love it. Our dog is such a picky eater. Uh, and now we spoiled her because she loves the rough greens and she eats it right up as soon as we put it on. And she's not a kid, so she doesn't see the green and go, oh, it's green. I won't eat it. She still loves it. You can take the rough greens 14 day jumpstart challenge today. It is $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Hey, especially for you, those of you who have older dogs and you want to maybe improve their mobility, improve the life that they have left, you got to go to roughgreens.com. Roughgreens.com slash blaze that is r-u-f-f greens.com slash blaze politico uh did they make an oopsies i can't wait to hear from you gentlemen they published and then immediately corrected uh, a biography of senator kamala harris yesterday claiming that uh, Joe Biden had chosen her as his running mate on August 1st, which obviously has not happened yet. A little awkward there. And they included a bio. And uh, in the bio, they said Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris to become his running mate on August 1st. Then it said, in his announcement, Biden called Harris a, quote, worthy opponent and a worthy running mate, alluding to the pair's rivalry during earlier stages of the Democratic primary. So they even included a quote from Joe Biden that, by the way, is not an old, it's not like they pulled an old quote, like they were just testing some like test piece, then they pulled an old quote from Joe Biden. This actually uh, has not been said by Joe Biden before, nor has August 1st actually happened. Although if you're talking to Joe Biden, you may get a completely different answer. I don't know that he knows what date it is. Uh, but Politico added an editor's note saying, due to a technical error, an earlier version of this graphic mistakenly reported that Biden has made his VP selection. We regret the mistake. What what was this? Was this a like was this a t- testing the waters for the Biden campaign? Was this like they they already got the information and they, they were like, oops, we did it too soon. But we got the exclusive. I, I can't make sense of this. I'm so I'm so confused on this <laughs> because I can see them. I don't know. I can I can see this. I guess being a mistake, although it doesn't make too much of a sense if you work in this business, you know, the editorial process that goes mm-hmm. through. You, it's not like you trip and hit the red button. Oops, and I hit publish. Oh, crap. Someone <laughs> take it down. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So um, it's almost like you kind of think they're, that the Biden campaign is and testing the, quote, the water. And the quote, too, right? Yeah, and the quote, like the, everything. His, the quote from Joe Biden yeah. that he has not said before. So uh, you, I can almost put on your tinfoil hats, but I can, I can oh, see boy. the DNC saying... This is the candidate we want. Right. We're not sure how popular she's going to be with all this anti-police stuff because she was a top cop Mm -hmm. in her state Mm -hmm. and she's laughed about sending specifically, I think, black men to prison for frivolous crimes. Like it was funny to her. For a long time, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I never understood how she was going to be get the nomination and she didn't. She fell off. And but those problems are still very real. Mm -hmm. Now, you get a vice president. Not because there's this amazing job in the White House that only the vice president can do. Mm-hmm. You get the, you'd get a vice president because they help you out in a state. Right. You guarantee a state or they represent something, you know, that, that's going to help your campaign. That's pretty much all vice president's good for. Yeah. But they're looking at this as, OK, Joe Biden might not even last till November. He very possibly could be bedridden, you know, right. like on his final days. Um, and if that doesn't happen by November, I don't know if he lasts the first couple of years. So the person you put in the vice president, especially for this election, has got to be very strong. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're testing that right now to see 
if there's any backlash. Like, oh my gosh, I can't. I was calling Susan Rice. I thought Susan Rice was it. I think Susan Rice would actually be a better pick than Kamala. Do you really? I think they're both horrible. Well, I think they're both horrible, but I mean, what do you have to choose from? As far as likability and all that? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is she's never ran for anything. Mm -hmm. She's been in an administration before. I, I guess that's... Whatever. You I know. mean, we. I, do, do, you either, know, so. do you know who our president? <laughs> I know is right Trump now? didn't either. Our so. current president, uh, Eric. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, it could be a thing where they were testing the waters. At least to me, it just looks like. I mean, I, I don't even know if this is tinfoil hat, but looking at it from my perspective, it seems like they may had been. That was something that they were generally considering, mm-hmm. um, like for real, for real, like the Biden campaign, and we see this in the music industry all the time. Um, where you pass that stuff along and it doesn't get published until it happens. But, you know, you haven't even said certain things. The song isn't out right. or something like that. But you pass that a- along to them, say, oh, what you got uh, will be. We'll, this is what we're going to do. We'll even, you know, we'll, we'll give you an exclusive or something of that nature. That type of thing does happen in other industries. So why it wouldn't happen in the pol- political industry is, I mean, I can't just say that that wouldn't happen. Right. Absolutely. I think that. The mistake was only that maybe they had two different forms or two different parts of the like article and maybe that one got published over the other. But there's no way that that in itself, what they were saying in it was an accident. Like there's no way that there was just some random like that just, oh, well, we accidentally published that or more so we accidentally had that information in there. No, something happened from with the Biden campaign that I believe that they were talking with political and they were like okay this may be something that for sure we're gonna do and they were prepared to you guys got the put exclusive out. yeah but yeah. they just released it early on that or released the wrong wrong text so for sure it seems like you know that's what they that's the route that they want to go mm-hmm. but there's no way that all of it was an accident maybe the publishing was an accident but the like when you get a quote from someone like who would well, you have just random people just typing stuff up like would be and potential <laughs> right. um, like that like this, that's like that's so random more like, usage of time. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, <laughs> that's not what's happening. I think that something from the Biden camp, they got something from the Biden campaign and they were just sitting on it and maybe they released the wrong article or, or something of that nature. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Uh, so more than 100 police agencies have pulled out of a I love this. I love this story so much. <laughs> they have pulled out out of a plan to provide security for the Democratic National Convention uh, that is currently slated to be held in Milwaukee. Uh, The police agencies, of course, made the decision in part because of the new restrictions on police action by the Milwaukee Fire and Police Commission. Uh, This commission ordered the police chief to ban the use of tear gas and pepper spray. And uh, they also demanded to know uh, why the department used tear gas on protesters in May and June. And, uh, you know, they're really clamping down on police, making it very hard to do their jobs and also threatening to defund them, basically saying they're all horrible people. So I'm personally shocked that police agencies would not want to put their own lives on the line uh, to secure the Democratic National Convention, especially when you consider the fact that, uh, you know, uh, the Democrats, the left, are they're all the crazies, right? Like, they're, that's Antifa. Uh, that's all these, the Black Lives Matter people who are looting and rioting. Um, so what could possibly go wrong if something happens at the convention that they don't like? Well, you're already seeing there's how many delegates? It was several hundred delegates, uh, Bernie delegates mm-hmm. have 
said that they're going to vote to cast it for Bernie. Yes, uh, yeah, instead. they're going to cause chaos. Um, there's Bernie Brothers are going to come out. Yes, let's just say it. Uh, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter said that they're look, they're you're not radical enough. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to do you know uh, if you, we have all these different demands. If you don't meet them, then you don't support us. Yeah, I mean, and, and I just to clarify, they, like they literally told the Democrats mm. that the party platform needs to be more radical, <laughs> which is horrifying. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I mean, so them telling that so the was it the was it the governor or was it the mayor told them that they could not use tear gas. So if you have some of these groups, like what we've seen in Portland, descending mm -hmm. upon the convention, how are you going to stop them? Yeah, it was actually the uh, the Citizen Commission. The they ordered the police chief. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's well, if what I it was. if I'm a cop, I yeah, just like what you said, uh, they've shown no support. They've been downright hostile mm -hmm. uh, to the police. I'm not protecting them. Right. No way. And, but let's be fair here. I'm not going. To, I'm not protecting the uh, the, the RNC either. I'm not. Because the president uh, basically legitimized this by saying, yeah, there is a problem. And then the, the, the Republicans in the Senate said the same thing. And they were pushing their own bill. So you're not playing the lesser of two evil game. No, no, no. They, they, they both have jumped in with this stupid narrative that there's systemic racism in the police department. Are there racists in the police department? Absolutely. There are racists just like in life. There, there's in racists general. in life. Yeah, you're going racism. to see them. But it's not a systemic problem. Yeah. But they just gave in. I've said, I, I could go on for an hour yeah, on Yeah, please this, don't. All right. Sh uh, shush. Farm bill. Farm shush, bill. Eric. Your thoughts. Yeah, like, no, I, I would love to see more of this happening because I want them to, look, my issue more so with the Democratic Party is that they've advocated for things that have, again, tied their hands behind the, tied people's hands behind their backs as far as them being able to have their own sort of voluntarily arrived agencies when it comes to protection. Mm -hmm. So why I said the defund the police thing was a fraud. It was always a fraud. It was never a it was never a option to keep your money, come up with things uh, on your own voluntarily when it comes to security, um, ab abolition of gun laws. That was never an option. That was never an option. So sh they don't get to lecture everybody else on that while then having the utmost security. Uh, so I'm, I'm less about the demonization of the of the cops or anything like that. That's less of an issue for me. I just want them to they've tied everybody else's hands behind. They don't get to get this all, all these uh, extra security where people can legally shoot people um, and, and so forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let them uh, like I, I wish more of this would happen more so because I would hope that they would then adopt what libertarians have been saying like it's less about y'all trying to protect us. Allow us to protect ourselves. We don't have to depend on these other agencies for the amounts of protection, because unfortunately, in a lot of these areas, they have to unfortunately depend on the cops, because if they didn't, then uh, if they, let's say, shot someone like was treading on them or violating their private property rights, they're the ones that get in trouble for it. So I would hope we see more of this and let's come up with some actual solutions to these problems instead of just throwing out buzz terms systemic racism, defund the police, and all of these other frauds that don't actually work towards liberty. Yeah. All right. When we come back, I uh, can't wait to go over what the teachers' unions are doing. Spoiler alert, it has nothing to do with caring about the children. Back in a minute. Uh, I'm myself in quite a... Washington, D.C. teachers lined up body bags 
outside their school system offices yesterday as a way of protesting a potential return to work order that is set to be issued later this week. Uh, this is very similar to groups that, you know, the L.A. Teachers Union, I believe is the largest teachers union um, in California, in Chicago and some other places around the country are concerned that they may be asked to return to in-classroom instruction rather than to a preferred system, preferred to whom, a preferred system of virtual learning. And the body bags, of course, were meant to draw attention to the possibility that they could be, quote, essential workers and put at risk of contracting the coronavirus. Look at that. Look at this. This picture, this very young, fit woman saying, I can't teach from the grave. She's at risk. She's she is, high risk. She is in the vulnerable category, obviously. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. So uh, there's one private school principal in the area said, I have several families a day contacting me right now. We're, we're hearing the same thing over and over again. I need my kid to go to school. I really need my kid to go to school, which is true. But aside from that, I mean, I would love to know what kind of ramifications you run into with the taxes that we pay that are going into the school system. I mean, certainly, can I, like, get a refund on my taxes if you guys are not going to let me send my kids to school in a landscape that looks like school? That's going to turn into an administrative nightmare, I would think. That kind of sounds similar to what they're doing in Texas now. Um, A lot of Texas locally, Mm -hmm. uh, Texas schools locally, were saying we're not going to open up. I think they were giving it till like September something. Yeah, September 8th, I think. But then was the Texas Attorney General Paxson, Mm -hmm. is that just today or maybe yesterday? I believe it was yesterday. Said that, okay, well, hey, hey, you you might not get state funding if you do that. You have to open up in order to get state funding. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a whole other, (laughs) there's no way that they're going. Which I completely agree with, by the way. I mean, I don't understand what these teachers wanted. They just want to sit at home and still get paid by our tax dollars. Can we get refunded some tax dollars? Right. I mean, like, if if you're scared of the virus, you're welcome to stay at home, but I'm not going to keep paying your salary. But that's something you won't hear uh, Abbott or Paxton say is if we don't, all, if your school doesn't open up, and we uh, and we hold back those funds. They're not giving it back to the people that paid into that. Right. We won't right. see any no, of that. We don't get the they don't care about us. Yeah. They don't care. About, um, I I freaking hate unions. I hate them because the only reason they exist is to benefit the union. Uh, guaranteed. I don't know what this is all about, but I guarantee you, a bunch of them were sitting in a room and they were trying mm-hmm. to figure out some way that they could leverage this for the union, mm-hmm. like that chick with the really hot legs that does calf raises. <laughs> oh, uh, obviously, um, she's know, not at risk. <laughs> Right. No, she's not. Well, it's just like there was a 24-year-old on Twitter who wrote this tweet that went viral that was like, I'm 24 years old and the Department of Education just told me that I should update my will because I have to go back to work. Let that sink in for a minute. I'm like, what, that you're 24 years old and you're going to be perfectly fine if you get a virus? Come on, California. Let that sink in? Okay, I guess. The things that you've done up until this point clearly don't work. All of your heavy, big government, you know, heavy handed solutions did not work. You've been wearing. I've got family. all. I got tons of my families out in California. Mm -hmm. They've been wearing masks since it feels like 10 years. And they still have the surge, by the way. Yeah. Don't they haven't they overtaken the entire nation in cases? There's potential. I think Uh, they may have. If not now, they're getting pretty dang close. Mm -hmm. So they have a ton. It's not helping them at, at all. So what is this going to do? Kids are not they're not at risk for transmitting this disease. They're they're just not. And by the way, Eric, they shouldn't stay at home uh, and be, you know, like uh, uh, like uh, they could be at risk for a ton of other things, uh, mental 
issues from staying at home, staying isolated, not being socialized. The CDC said that they're seeing more deaths from suicide and overdoses. They they act like that's not a thing that can happen. And I I was calling this months ago, like deaths of despair are a real actual thing. But this is my take on this whole. Uh Oh, here uh, he goes. uh, Uh Oh, when he doesn't know, you know, it's about to check this out. So if anything, America, I hope you're seeing how stupid it is our education system and how it operates. Yes. They steal money from every individual, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not your kids are there at the Mm -hmm. school. And then they fund these institutions. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to play hostage on your kids with your kids or hostage on the money. Right. Why in the hell are we in a situation where that is the case? Why aren't you as a mother Mm -hmm. able to keep your money and then decide where your kid goes to school and you fund whatever it is that you want to fund. This is stupid. It is a bonehead sort of outdated system Amen. that we have that we've been running this country's education system on. It's, we shouldn't even be talking about refunding the money. It's like, no, they shouldn't have been taking the damn money in the first place. Let's get back to that. Now you see, unfortunately, it took a virus mm-hmm. to show you guys how stupid this situation is, how dumb this education system is, where they rob money from individuals and then they give it to the teachers, they give it to the administrators and uh, all of this money gets sort of funneled, funneled down and may get to your kid in, in some way, shape or form. But regardless, it's a silly system that doesn't really benefit the individual child. Right. There are way more more efficient systems and we should as parents if you are a parent be able to decide where your money is going well if you're not a parent you shouldn't be taxed you shouldn't be taking your money in the first place because well you're not utilizing those services so i would hope that people hopefully the gop would highlight highlight that and look at the issue it is instead of we're playing hostage negotiation with people's mm-hmm. kids and the money like it's a stick up or something. How about we just talk about, OK, maybe this doesn't work. Maybe there's something wrong with this system where we have we're, we're stealing from people and then, and then we're, we're deciding what they can do. Or, well, actually, you aren't deciding the administrators, the bureaucrats and all of them. They're deciding how that money is going to be utilized. How about we just keep the money in the first place? And just like, I don't know, when we go out to eat or something, we get to choose where our money is going for our kids and, and whatnot. I wish we would talk about that. I think it's way too much talking because uh, we we act like we assume that it's their right to have the money in the first place. They shouldn't have been taking the money in the first place. Yeah, that's and this should be a situation now where we can highlight that and maybe work towards that. Because this is a hostage negotiation. I don't think we're supposed to negotiate with terrorists. Jason, that, last word. That's a bunch of libertarian mumbo jumbo. Just, <laughs> why don't you just tell me about the roads, Eric? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, blaze. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> Back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <a> <laughs> Moving on to the NFL. Uh, NFL players oh. can... I know, I'm sorry. Uh, I just triggered Jason by talking about the NFL. NFL players could be fined, docked game checks, and lose contract guarantees for <gasps> attending indoor church services that are too crowded. Yes, that's right. Now, NFL players are not allowed to go to church because... Do they specify like, the protests? If you had a protest, is that cool? Well, it might be if it's a protest at a church. I don't know how oh. those things intersect. <laughs> the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's how you do it. Like, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't at church. I was protesting. Exactly. Uh, so they cannot attend indoor nightclubs, indoor bars, 
indoor house parties with 15 or more people, indoor concerts, professional sporting events, which is really... What they do. <laughs> which is really <laughs> weird. Uh, or indoor church services that allow attendance above 25% capacity, which is not much. Uh, so, yeah, they can be fined for violating these rules now. I uh, Something tells me that they're not going to do that. They're just going to try to be very quiet about it when they do. Jason. Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine this flying in the NFL. This is something that people... I mean, they do get paid. Like, they, it's, I don't feel sorry for them, right? Like, okay, you are getting paid millions of dollars. Like, you right. could just try not going to the strip club. Right. Well, easy there. Okay, all right. <laughs> You're right. That's, that's too far. <laughs> The, the other the other things I don't have a problem with, uh, really. They can, the private company can tell their employees whatever the heck they want to yes. do. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's certain. I, but the church thing might be crossing a line there. Yeah. Um, actually, it probably is crossing a line. Something that a lot of people I don't think know is that there's the NFL is heavily religious. Heavily, like oh, the yeah. players. The players, absolutely. They pray before and after the games with each other. Like, and they, they never. Sh- the cameras very rarely show that. Yeah. Very rarely. They show um, the kneeling during the anthem, though. Oh, they'll show that for sure. <laughs> Um, but I, I am so pissed off because I say this every year. I'm like, eh, NFL did this, but I'm still going to watch. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to watch. Now they're, I think they're printing uh, in the end zone social justice. Yes, slogans yeah, that was that was where I was going stuff? next. Yes, so they're going to stencil social justice messages on the <sighs> end zones during week one uh, in an effort to further the league's inspired change campaign. I, like I refuse now. I, I I'm now. I'm are you, not. Are you out? I'm out. I am out. Really? Yep. You're totally I, I am, out. I'm not watching any sports this year because I cannot handle this. I, I'm right there with you. Like, and I'm the biggest sports guy. Like, I'm a huge sports guy. But I, I'm Whoa, dope. you saying this. I, I know, right? Like, no. But no, it's like, look, I don't watch sports for that. Right. I don't care for that. And this is what sports used to be a thing where you would get with people on different sides of the political aisle and you could cheer on. Sports, right? That's what it was about. And yeah, it's escapism. It was absolutely a form of escapism. The same reason why I don't want this in my comic books. It's like, I'm not, re- I'm not watching that for that. So why would I want to put up with that? Why would I want to? I can't get away from it when I turn on the TV. I can't get away from it when I'm on social media. I play damn video games and I can't get away from it. And you expect me to just watch this all the time where y'all use your platform to just signal or or p- promote whatever social justice nonsense that it is. I have no interest in watching that. None. None. In any in any sports, I'm a big sports guy. I love sports. I'm an athlete, been an athlete my entire life. I love sports. But if that's what it's going to turn into, I don't watch that to be lectured at all. So if that's the route that they want to go, and I think this year may be the year that – you're going to see a lot of a lot less viewership. You'll see a lot more viewership, maybe from those guys that like that messaging. But it'll be a lot. So. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, but you I, think like uh, Antifa is going to be like. That's true. On those the guys don't play sports. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't watch. Play, they don't, they don't watch. They certainly don't play sports. <laughs> They're like, oh, look, it's a sportsing game on. Noodle, noodle on. Let me dudes. turn it on. What's amazing is how the sports community has given into this now. And they've jumped on board. Athletes of the 50s. Absolutely. Yeah. I would have watched and cheered it on in the 50s. I would have watched and cheered it on. Uh, they've been trying to do this for athletes. Uh, I remember in the 80s, they tried to uh, pressure Michael Jordan into, yeah. you know, getting yes. like this. And he just straight up told him. It's like, yeah, no. By sneakers exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and that was where it stopped. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, you know, he's the king. So, you know, like, all right. And, but they, they didn't pressure it further. Nowadays, we've progressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot more racist. Gar- I guarantee you there's a lot less racist today 
than there were in the 80s, 70s. It's not even up. (laughs) But but now with less racism, they've gone harder than they did back then. Mm -hmm. I don't understand this. It's a conversation that I that I've had several times with uh, our friend of the show, Jesse Kelly, over at the first um, that I feel like we are at that pendulum swing it's gonna swing where it's going to swing back, back the other Absolutely. way because he keeps saying, is there really anything that they can, can they go too far where they're actually going to be hit in the pocketbook and they will actually learn their lesson? And I'm like, if there's a time, I feel like it's now. Yeah, I think we're nearing to the point when the, when the, the pendulum, it always historically, culturally, it always swings back the other way. Right. When it's going to do that, I don't know. But yeah, we're, when we're, it affects their pocketbook. That's true. Right? That's true. And, and it's like we're getting to a point to where it's become like unbearable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like when I don't want to watch sports, a big sports guy, and I'm not just the only one, like, come on. Like, there's something, there's, there's yeah. a problem there with something that you're doing. Look, if the players themselves want to use their own personal platforms to, to advocate whatever social justice right. nonsense, whatever, because I don't follow half of y'all on Twitter or anything anyway. I don't care, whatever. The problem is, is that they're taking it to the space where people go to to get away from all of that nonsense. And that's going to become uh, it's going to become a problem. So, yes, I think it will swing back the other way where people are like, look, I don't want to deal with this when that's going to happen. I think it'll happen soon, um, but I, it may get a little worse before it gets better. But, yeah, at some point, it's got to swing back the other way. I, I think it's starting to really like I don't remember at least 10 years ago people coming out against like our uh, you know the, the system we have now for uh you know like uh, uh, what's the word like the poverty system mm-hmm. like uh, i i i means uh means tested you know uh programs yeah. from, yeah. from i had never heard anybody really talk speak up against that now now there's a lot more people being vocal about it like maybe these progressive policies maybe they don't work maybe they're actually designed to keep people at the bottom yeah. and not actually help them maybe their policies are destroying families and that's heavily contributing to a lot of the violence nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you're just now starting to hear that. Maybe, like, we have kids. Our kids don't... Like, my kids, uh, just a few years ago, did not even know the difference between race. No. They had no clue. They no. knew people looked different, and that was about it. Yeah. They knew cultures were a little bit different, and they were kind of cool, but that's it. Once they got to, like, junior high school, yeah. and they heard all of this of crap, course. Mm-hmm. Of course. then racism became an issue. They're like, oh my gosh, we got to stop this racism. It's, it's a learned trait, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a oh, trait. absolutely. Like, no, like, like I say this all the time, like kids were definitely mine because I'm, I'm, I'm a young guy. And and when I was coming up, we go to the late 90s and the 2000s, we, do, we wasn't talking about this. It was like it was after that, you know, we hit this uber social justice movement. But you look at all the different like different TV shows and different cultures yeah. that we were, we would watch during that era. We weren't highlighting race. And when I was a kid, we weren't highlighting race. That's something that you're you're taught. Yes. And then they beat in your head like, wait a minute, there's a difference. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to like you for this reason, because you can go to any playground on the planet. Kids don't give a crap about that. They'll play with anybody of any gender, <laughs> any race. Mm-hmm. You have to teach them yeah. that, and then they learn, like, all right, now all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah. So, and yeah. who's pushing that? The people at the top that yeah. want to make it a deal Absolutely. so that helps them. Yeah. Yep. All right, back in a minute. Yesterday's poll, do you think the presidential debates this year are still going to happen? Wow, almost 70% of you said no. 68.3% said no. 31.7% said yes. Jeez, 
I don't, I mean, like, I feel like that's, it's all been leading up to the debates. None of this is fun if we don't get to see Donald <laughs> yeah. Trump just wipe the floor with Joe Biden. So I certainly hope that you guys are, I mean, I love you, but I hope that you're wrong uh, because we deserve something good. Listen, you guys just talked about how the, no one's watching sports anymore. We can't watch sports there if sports are even on. We can't have anything nice. Can we at least have the frickin debates and watch <laughs> Joe Biden? Like, I don't know. Faint on stage. I don't know. Uh, today's poll, I almost said something that was going to get me in trouble. Uh, will Joe Biden still be the Democratic Party's presidential candidate when we get to November? Ooh, let us know what you think. Very quickly, Jason, we've got about 30 seconds. What do you think? Will Joe Biden still be the presidential candidate in November? If he's still standing, he will be. But that's a big if. So okay. who knows? But I think he will be. So nothing funny being planned at the convention, says Jason. What do you think, Eric? I say, yeah, he'll still be. They, they, I, I think there'll be maybe some, some something to kick up there yeah. at the convention, but he'll, he'll still be the candidate. And I hope he is. Yeah, well, unless, but what if it was your girl Hillary? Oh, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.